toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Elizabeth Kipp. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you're ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. If you haven't heard, we at Be The Love Podcast are so excited to announce the Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica Retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023 at the Magical Sunshine Sanctuary a jungle boutique in the Montezuma Bay area. Our women's spiritual retreat is designed to raise your vibration with yoga, meditation, cacao ceremony, ecstatic dance, sound healing, a deep dive soul journey with ocean energy, and authentic Costa Rican cuisine. We would absolutely love to have you join us in this beautiful location and experience. This is an intimate group setting with very limited availability. Check out the webpage with details and registration in our show notes. Register now for early bird pricing through May 1st, and we can't wait to connect with you. Our guest today is Elizabeth Kipp. Elizabeth is a stress management and historical trauma specialist who uses trauma-trained and yoga-informed addiction recovery coaching, ancestral clearing, compassionate inquiry, and yoga to help people with their healing. Elizabeth healed from over 40 years of chronic pain, including anxiety, panic attacks. She now works to help others achieve the same healing for themselves that she has experienced directly from the work that she teaches. She is the author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. Elizabeth offers one-on-one and group sessions in stress and chronic pain management and addiction recovery, ancestral clearing and compassionate inquiry, and trauma-informed yoga. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Elizabeth. Well, thank you so much, Brenda and Stacey. It's my my honor and pleasure to be here. And can you tell us about your journey, the spiritual journey that has led you down this very interesting path? Well, I've been here a while, so I'll try and I'll try and thumbnail it. <laughs> we could be here all day. Um, I'll say this: 
because we're talking about generational trauma and, and releasing that, I uh, came into this world with uh, some physical trauma and um, I had a closed pyloric valve when I was born and they put me on a, they didn't have NICUs back then. They didn't have those. They put me on a, my pediatrician put me on a 45 degree, my bed mattress on a 45 degree angle. And in two weeks, gravity opened that. It just mm. gradually opened it. That was kind of interesting. I figured that was pretty divinely inspired, <laughs> that one. Um, my mom, as soon as I was born, went into a very deep depression and was kind of disappeared for nine months. Um, so there was a, a, a real um, rupture there in the relationship between the two of us from the start. And I remember when I was about four years old, I remember kind of being in the living room with my parents and my older brother. And I, and I was like, what am I doing in this family? <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could feel the weight of something. And it, it, was, it, it was almost sinister. It was very heavy and kind of dark. And I didn't know what to name it or call, I felt it. And I wondered why I was here. And anyway, that, that was one of my earliest memories. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, anyway, my mom uh, was bipolar and she had a chronic pain issue herself. Um, when she treated with alcohol, she wasn't able to take medication at all. And you know, children can take on the, the burdens of their parents. They don't even know they're doing it, but they can. And, and I, I did. Also, I, I wasn't allowed to express my, my emotions or anything. So I, I learned how to suppress this. And that right there is chronic pain. So I spent um, pretty much from coming into the world uh, until I was 59 and finally healed from it. I, I, I lived that life of chronic pain one way or the other. I had a, a major accident when I was 14, followed by a lot of surgery. And um, by the time I was... 32, they, 30, 28, maybe they put me on the doctors put me on. Cause I had a lot of, I had to have a lot of surgery at that point. They put me on, um, opiates and benzodiazepines, benzodiazepine, any anxiety managed to help calm me from, because of the reaction I had to all the pain I was having. And the surgeries really didn't, they didn't seem to help. I mean, it did stabilize this big slip I had in my spine, but the pain, every time I had surgery, the pain was worse. Mm. And um, anyway, so I, 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 the doctors kept saying, well, you know, you will, this is what, the, literally, this is what they said, you will be in level 10, seven out of 10 pain for the rest of your life, 24 mm. and you will be in a wheelchair in your 40. And I remember the first time I heard that, I, it really devastated me. However, I have a science background. And I was like, okay, I'm looking to the doctors for their expertise, but I could clearly see that they were limited by the paradigm that they, by the, the framework that they were operating in, which is, which is that they can only really comment on, science can only comment on that which it can observe, measure, and describe. And doctors are operating in a scientific paradigm. They're, that's the framework they operate in. So first of all, the doctors should have said, we think that the odds are not you will. That's, you know, mm. that's, that's almost a pronouncement and, and, and they're not fortune tellers. So, you know, that's was an error on their part. The other thing is, you know, who am I sitting in front of? I'm sitting in front of someone who's operating in a, a you know, a self-limiting framework. But where do we live and where do we heal? We live and we heal in the all it is. So I knew I had to look outside of that framework for my, in there, but it, outside of it for my healing that they didn't have the answers. It just took me a while to find uh, the people that, that I, I had a lot of um, alternative medicine people, you know, Reiki and massage and I did a lot of yoga and uh, acupuncture was amazing and things like that. But I, I really didn't have anybody who, who really understood the, the, the nature of chronic pain until 2013, I went into a program with a doctor who had a lot of different medical degrees and he was a Qigong healer. So he had this, mm. Eastern, he had this Eastern background as well. And 
he looked at me and instead of looking at my x-rays and my symptoms, he looked at me, he didn't want to know any of those things. He looked at me and he said, uh, you know, who are you? He was much more interested in me, <laughs> the whole me, not in my story. It was amazing. And he also understood that chronic pain changes the brain and we need to bring in modalities that heal those changes. And um, opiates and benzos don't do that. So uh, that's, that's, I'm just saying, that's part of the limiting framework. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a, so anyway, my understanding that we, I had to look somewhere else besides this, this part of the all it is, the scientific framework part of the all it is, that was a very spiritual step that I took because I couldn't see it. I couldn't, there was, it was the unseen and I didn't know what was there, but I knew that what was over here was not, was not the answer. So I knew I had to look elsewhere. I just didn't know where it would, where it would lead, but that was okay. I was, I was, um, I really kept following my heart and, and I found my way with a lot of help. I found my way to, to healing. Part of the healing was, uh, and just to kind of start right, go back to where I started from, part of the healing uh, in, in uh, Dr. Prescott's program was uh, he had an ancestral uh, healing person there and he did ancestral clearing. And it wasn't until I started into that practice that I understood the weight that I had felt and observed when I was four. Mm. And I was able to release it, right? I was able to, to, to release it. So that was part of my healing journey um, out of chronic pain was in releasing the, the uh, generational trauma that I held. Mm. Wow, what a beautiful story. It sounds like you've had quite the journey of, yeah, just self-discovery and, and healing and, and then, yeah, recognizing, you know, the messages the doctors western doctors you know not all western doctors but you know are what they can you know their their words are very weighted and you know and it, and people can take that really seriously like i'm gonna you know there's there's studies and there's you know things that people they've been said you know your time is you've got six months to live you know and and then they go home and they get their affairs in order only to find out that um you know the, they actually their mind was so powerful that they actually passed away and then autopsies have determined that there was nothing there so i think it's really important to yeah i, I just I wanted to mention that but um kind of going into this piece of ancestral clearing it sounds like you found your way there um, through all these different kind of roundabout sort of way and and finally came to this place and, and had some really deep profound shifts and I'm wondering if you can share just a little bit more about what ancestral clearing is and if you know how do we get to the root and how do we know when something is of an ancestral pattern to be cleared Wow. All right. That's a lot. I, um, that was a lot. <laughs> All right. We've got some time. <laughs> what is ancestral clearing and how do we know in a minute? I just want to bring in one little yeah, piece. We've got time. Yes. When I sit in front of a healer and I don't care whether it's a doctor with a specialty or, you know, a, a Reiki person or my acupuncturist, or it, it doesn't matter. An Ayurvedic, I don't, it doesn't matter. Whoever it is, whoever I'm sitting in front of, <clears throat> I need to know what is their perspective? Where's their strength? What lens are they looking through? So that I understand that's what I really understood from that experience with those doctors. It's like, okay, everybody's looking through the lenses that they've got on. Let's, let's recognize the, the, uh, what they can bring to the table and what's kind of not on the table. So and that's just kind of a, a neutral way that I but that I bring come into the whole uh, healing space with. The other thing I say is that I give the responsibility for my healing twenty percent of it to the entire medical community, the whole healthcare system, east, west, anywhere, the whole deal, twenty percent. The other eighty percent is up between me and Source, God, whatever you want to call consciousness, right? So I'm given orders or suggestions by the 
healthcare people, but it's up to me to implement those. And it's also up to me to uh, listen to the inner, in, to the healer within. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there and I underline that before we start into the ancestral piece. And what is ancestral clearing? It's ancestral, there's ancestral healing, which is, you know, can be all kinds of things. Ancestral clearing is actually a trademarked and registered modality um, that John Newton uh, of Health Beyond Belief brought into being. Uh, Howard Wills uh, 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 pioneered this space. Uh, John took it into his, uh, into a, a realm that he takes it into. He's the only one that teaches this. I'm one of his practitioners. Um, when I was introduced to him um, uh, in, in the pain management program, I was kind of like, I knew something had happened in the room. I wasn't exactly sure. I could feel my pain dissolve and everybody else was having this experience. And I was like, what just happened in this room? I, my science hat was on. I'm like, what happened in this room? Uh, it, it, is, is, can we measure it? And can you repeat it? And does he teach it? <laughs> I, was, I was in full on research mode at that point. <laughs> so uh, I took the first training I could uh, straight out of that program. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I've been in the process ever since. So it's a trademark registered process and it's based on the understanding, and the science has finally caught up to this, but spiritual teachers have been saying this for thousands of years, we come into this life with the gifts and the burdens of our ancestors. We know uh, science has finally uh, been doing some studies on um, uh, people that have um, parents or grandparents, or maybe at this point, great-grandparents, who were in the Holocaust and they can see the epigenetic changes, like they, the the descendants of Holocaust people in the Holocaust or who, who survived that experience have higher cortisol levels, for instance, that's a stress hormone. Mm -hmm. so that's just like one of many markers that we could get into, which I'm not going to get into, but I'm just saying we can measure this stuff. And, and so it's, it's, this is not just a, like a woo-woo concept. This is, this is a woo-woo concept and it's backed up by science. So it, it covers the whole framework. <laughs> what we what science can measure observe describe and what we can't the unseen part um so it's a process within ancestral clearing the modality um and we have five techniques i can share one of them with with you all today and give the listeners a a, a, a um, an opportunity to experience uh and so one one of the techniques of ancestral clearing uh mostly what we're doing is we're we're referring to the healer, the great healer out there, the source of all that is, creator, great spirit, God, whatever you want to call that energy, the thing that created all of creation. We're asking it to come and help us on our behalf, to release things that which no longer serve us. And we use the word forgive to uh, to uh, to use that so it's forgiving means offering up that which we know which no longer serves us we're offering it up so 80 percent about 80 percent of the uh, ancestral clearing modality is uh got a forgiveness uh, baked right into it there's some other things that we do that help um um, the client uh, better be able to access their own healing space. And we, we, we do that by helping people um, be present. Really, another piece of ancestral clearing is to help people wake up. And we do that, but just meaning wake up, like, what are they asleep? No, the unconscious, the unconscious becoming conscious. And we do that by bringing in presence. Now, your question, how do you know if you've got an ancestral um, uh, gift or burden, I'll put it that way. And the, the answer is, you know, sometimes we know and sometimes we don't know. If we come in, and we do, with the frequency of unresolved uh, trauma in the system, unresolved, the effects of unresolved generational trauma in the system, we don't know that we're carrying that until we don't carry it anymore. Mm -hmm. I know that just from my own experience. I mean, I would do ancestral clearing and feel lighter and go, what just happened? You know, like, mm -hmm. what happened? Right? I, I just didn't realize I was carrying anything that physically was affecting me physically. I, uh, I'm just, I'm pausing for a moment to, to bring in a couple of other examples. There's, 
there's an example of, um, oh, uh, one that I kind of run into fairly frequently is um, people have it, and I, you know, remember I'm in the chronic pain stress management area. So, you know, a lot of my clients come to me with that they're, they, they worry all the time. They can't let go of worry, right? And uh, one of the and the one of the first things I always do with people is is I, I bring in the ancestral clearing and it, and it turns out that oh well their mother did that and their grandmother did that or their aunt did that or their you know they that that's a thing that's a thing that and it's not just women I mean women do it but so do men <laughs> so so that worry energy is it's it it's um. It, it sits in the nervous system and we're great at mirroring one another. That's where we're kind of made to, do, to mirror neurons in the, in, the, in, the, in the system. And we we mirror each other mostly to keep us safe and, 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 and keep us within the herd, you know, because we're social animals and we can mirror things that are not so healthy for us, like worrying. I, did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, that yes. was great. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you could demonstrate or, or explain to us one of the ancestral clearing techniques. I'm curious uh, what that what that's about. Could you show that to us? Sure. Yes. I I have a um, I did some work around clearing the the negative energy between the masculine and the feminine or men and women and there's a you know there's a lot of talk about the patriarchy these days and and uh, and I did some work around that so it was some personal work um and I was really surprised how much I was carrying I was like whoa I didn't realize I had this resentment with this guy that I knew just person I knew that happened to be a male you know back when I was 15 or <laughs> 10 or whatever yeah. <laughs> anyway I did a lot of work around that um, to kind of clean up my side of the street in a relationship I had with another man because it was things were getting strange and I'm like I'm not going to have this negativity in this relationship I won't put up with it so I went home and I said what do I need to do to clear my stuff around men because clearly there I had a part in this thing it wasn't just him it was me right so I did all this work and I and about two weeks and I was doing this work every day um, especially at night, I was, I was doing some very special, some special work with prayers and ancestral clearing prayers and, and another, uh, another, another a prayer from another practice. And, and I was clearing all this stuff and I, and I had a, a, um, a vision and I don't get visions. I'm a, um, I'm, I just don't normally get them. It's very unusual for me, but I saw the moment that um, men stop seeing men as women is sacred. I saw that moment. I don't know when it was or where it was or who it was, but I know that's what it was. And I, it really surprised me. And I had to thank the forces, the forces that beat that for showing me that. And then I, I, I went to sleep and I woke up and I, and this ancestral clearing prayer came right in. And I, I'm going to share that with you. Mm. I call it the, and this is a, this is the one, this is one technique of ancestral clearing I'm going to share with you. I call it the ancestral clearing for the Magdalene wounds. And I named it after Mary Magdalene because she's not the only avatar, but she's the one that I happened to kind of pick at the time that she, uh, she represents uh, three wounds that women carry and men carry them through their mothers. One, women in their bodies, two, women uh, in their intuition and three, uh, women standing in their power. So this is this is an ancestral clearing for that. So if if you guys could and anyone listening to this can just uh, sit quietly, kind of check in with the sensation in your body, notice what you're feeling, um, and take a maybe take a, a measurement from zero to ten about the intensity of the sensation in the body, and just uh, breathe normally and 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 let these words pass pass over you. And we'll we'll address Divine Mother as our as our source of all that is, and we'll do this as an us. Divine Mother, all that you are, thank you for your bountiful blessings on us. We ask humbly for us and our ancestors through all time, timeline, space, dimension, realms, lifetimes, and incarnations. For all shame around the female body, for any time we hid because we were told to cover ourselves and for all we made it mean about our identity and our worth. For any time we projected shame onto anyone else, 
Please help us all forgive one another and forgive ourselves. Please and thank you for all sexual desires twisted out of divinity, for sexual disorders, rape, incest, or any other sexual abuse, sexually transmitted diseases, sex or any other addiction, including codependency, money, and food addictions, and for any time our personal power was reduced or blocked in any way, or we blocked anyone else's personal power. Please help us all forgive one another and forgive ourselves. Please and thank you. For any time we were accused of being possessed by demons, for any forced exorcisms, persecutions of any kind, for any violence, including abuse, hate crimes, torture, war, genocide, or slavery, and for any associated survivor's guilt, and for any time we took part in any of these things. Please help us all forgive one another and forgive ourselves for all of it, no matter what happened. Please and thank you for all issues around intimacy, for social anxiety, any time we were shunned or otherwise shut out or shut down, and for any time our actions made others feel these things. Please help us all forgive one another and forgive ourselves. <laughs> Please and thank you. For any time we were stoned, stigmatized, or scorned in any way. For any time we, we hid ourselves away, making ourselves invisible in isolation, shutting out our power just to keep ourselves safe. Please help us all to forgive all those involved and help us forgive ourselves. Please and thank you for any time we felt we weren't part of the family or the tribe, for any lies we were told or lies we told to others, for blindness, hypocrisy, racism, sexism, and for any other spiritual, mental, or physical illness that ensued. Please help us all forgive one another and forgive ourselves. Please and thank you. Divine Mother, please help us heal these wounds. Help us to stand tall in our power. Help us to reclaim the bliss and ecstasy of life into our own and know for once and for all our own true worth. Please and thank you. Help us live in the compassionate awareness of the divine nature of all beings. Fill us with your love and let us know the love the way you love us. Please and thank you. Please help us open and live from our intuition, from the knowledge that we can never be separate from one another or from you. Please and thank you. And take a breath in and let it out. And just notice how that feels in the body. That was beautiful. There was a part of me that was like, you're not supposed to be using your voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, seriously, I, 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 I took a little drink and that didn't help. And I was like, okay. mm. <laughs> and I just calm, I just took a breath and I allowed my whole body to just, mm. and my throat just opened right up. Mm. Mm. It's also how I think sometimes how things get cleared. I know when I've done Reiki sessions with people, like sometimes I will start, it, sometimes it's it's coughing, but I'll just like feel this tickle. And I'm like, I'm not even sure if that's mine, but like I have to cough for the person that I am channeling Reiki to because it's more for them, not necessarily for me. So maybe you are just letting, letting go and releasing of whoever needed to hear that. I know I did. That was beautiful. Thank you. Picking up, picking up. We do as a, as an ancestor clearing practitioner. One of the things that we learn is how to. Is it, this might be a question you ask. What about taking stuff on? Mm -hmm. Is how to like not do that. Mm -hmm. And the way we not do that <laughs> is we we allow things to move through, and we just accept whatever we're feeling in the moment. Mm -hmm. so see, I started coughing, and I there was a part of me that's like ah, and I was like no. And I just let it be there, and, mm. right? It kept moving. Yeah, because it's all that—that that is energy, right? The energy mm -hmm. when and we start clearing out, you know, the old past traumas, ancestral traumas, even you know, and the and what's what we're storing in our body, it becomes easier to recognize what those things are that are coming in that can just flow out. But as you're moving through those layers, I think it's, um, yeah, important. It's just to recognize that it's just energy in motion and we can just let it flow. Well, we are, we are all connected. It's on another, mm. uh, uh, what Brenda was saying, it's an example of how we are all connected and mm. 
we're working in a space like this where this is going to go out to who knows how many people mm -hmm. and you know how many of them have a you know an issue with the voice mm -hmm. we're right in the field and we're accessing the field through the present moment which is access to the past present and future all at once mm -hmm. so everyone that's got a voice thing is you know and so as holding space as a practitioner that's why we just we learn to stay present, which is why, you know, meditation is a really good thing for a practitioner to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, it comes up to come up. Yeah. So I was curious, you know, just as far as like, cause that, that seemed like it might, might apply for the collective as well as the individual. Um, and, and so as you're working with people, do you find that there are similar patterns with similar with different people um are you using the same process for each situation or issue that someone might come to you with or do you find it more individual well yes to all of that <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're all human we're all having a human experience so, so we all have you know human things in common and uh every session is different Every session is different um, because every moment is different mm -hmm. and the work is done all in the present moment. So we're working with just as we're working here with the present moment with you and with the field that you're, that you're uh, bringing in. Um, every time we do a session, it's, it's a new session and we, we're accessing the present moment material. So it's kind of what's right here in this moment. Mm. and I don't know until it arises mm. yes there are common things there's, there's a lot of people come to me with the blocks around abundance uh relationship stuff um physical and uh, physical uh physical things we don't we don't make claims in this we, obviously we can't we're not diagnostic or anything like that we're not doctors or therapists but um we do notice shifts we're, we're, we're addressing the spiritual aspects of, of, uh, of, of physical, uh, mental and uh, physical and emotional stuff. So mm -hmm. people come to us with that, you know, with being a stress management person, you can understand why I uh, appreciate why I bring this uh, modality in uh, because it, it, um, it helps us release stuff that can be locked up in the system that now we don't have that. And now we can work on, you know, what's happening right here now. Mm -hmm. And so how far back would you say that you're able to go with this? And are you able to tell how, like how many generations you're clearing? And oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So at the moment, science can measure seven generations front and back. So that's 14 generations. However, <clears throat> what I like to say here is if we're working in the quantum field, past, present, and future access to all of it, who am I to limit the infinite? Mm -hmm. Because we're asking the infinite to come in on our behalf. So there's, the, we go all the way back as far as, as far as far as needed to the point of the creation of the thing, to the point of destruction of the thing, mm -hmm. as far back as needed, yeah. So, and you mentioned earlier, you do work with a lot of clients that are struggling with physical pain. And then you also mentioned worry. I'm also curious, what are some of the other benefits of ancestral clearing? And do you have like an example or a story that you could share of kind of like a before and after kind of situation? Gosh, I've got so many testimonials. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of, it's kind of stunning. I work with some, I've, I've worked with so many different people, but I maybe just the last few clients that I've worked with um, because they're right there in my mind. Um, one was having trouble with um, sugar addiction. I mean, she just was, couldn't stop eating sugar. And I could tell that, you know, her emotions were all over the, which the sugar will do that. Sugar will just, you know, spin the emotions up into, you know, a frenzy and uh, keep us pretty unbalanced. And I, and I thought to myself, I wonder what the ancestral component of this is. So, she, so she came in for a session and, um, you know, I I I listen I, I listen to people's stories for a little bit, not too long, because I don't want people to identify their stories. Mm. They have a story, but we're not identifying with it, right? Um, and and we did kind of a general clearing, kind of hitting all. There's a lot of different bases that we hit. We we hit a bunch of them in that last prayer, but 
um, you know, war, battle, Holocaust, um, you know, scarcity, uh, illness, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> and she felt lighter right away. And you could see her whole countenance, her, 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 she calmed down. She let out a big sigh. <laughs> it was, and I, and I got a text from her um, this morning saying, I feel such a shift, right? So she's, she's not, um, she's not rushing back to the, to the cookie jar, as it were, is able to calm her inner cookie monster. Now there's some yogic things that I use. We do, we do um, a left nostril breathing, just breathing long and slow through the left nostril will help calm cravings. So, yeah, I noticed that you are also um, a trauma-informed yoga teacher. I was curious because I also teach yoga. And so I'm just curious, like, how does that incorporate with some of the ancestral healing? Like, are there some things that you blend together? Yes. Um, the first thing I really do with a client is assess their nervous system <laughs> because of that trauma piece, right? So I'm if they're if they're you know doing this, I'll take them right into a, a, a long deep breathing breath practice, and we'll you know she'll we'll co-regulate, we'll get her this person so that their their nervous systems calm down and they feel connected, and then we can bring in some you know there's a hierarchy to healing as you all know. There's regulate the nervous system, then connection, and then we can reason. But we kind of have to go in that order. We can't just reason without the nervous system being calm. You can't make, you know, we can't make good decisions when we're upset. It's because the nervous system's not regulated. So I assess the nervous system and, and, and bring in. So I'll bring that in, that trauma and all the pranayama I've learned in yoga. We don't, in a trauma-informed space, we don't do a yoga uh, pranayama, a breath uh, practice where there's the breath hold. That, because that, mm. that mimics uh, the that mimics a, a a stress response like that. We don't want to. We don't want to mimic that because we don't want to put somebody back in that space. Um, but I'll, yeah, so the breath work. I'll I'll bring that in. I also there are some beautiful mantras that I've learned in the yogic space that are great for ancestral clearing. <laughs> mm. So I, I sometimes will give that as a homework assignment. I'll send them a a link you know, to this mantra or that mantra, you can find them on YouTube or, you know, uh, Spotify, wherever I've, I've got links to all these things. And, um, and they can follow up. I literally was in a meditation one time we were doing, um, we were doing this thing, the, the words to the, the mantra is Waheguru, which is, mm. wow, a teacher that brings us from darkness to light. Guru means teacher that brings us from darkness to light. And we were taking our arms and and just like like scooping up water as if we were scooping up water and doing this behind our back. Mm. So like, you know, clearing all the stuff that's here that we don't need anymore, right? Doing that. And I was with this group, we were in Costa Rica and my people don't come from Costa Rica, but I felt them <laughs> get five minutes into this thing or wherever we were, so this is 11 minute meditation. And all of a sudden I felt my ancestors right behind me. And again, mm not normal for me <laughs> like, I'm not one of those medium people I'm not like that but they were right there and 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 they were cheering me on it was really interesting so mm. sometimes the mantras can help support the work but mm. uh, you know we don't necessarily have to bring the mantras in I just happen to do that because it, it's helpful to me yeah um, yeah um what else other benefits on um, I was just curious. Yeah, I, I think mantras can be so powerful and, you know, especially working around just moving energy and, you know, ancestral stuff. And I'm wondering, yeah, are there other mantras you can share that might be helpful that someone might resonate with? Yeah, well, one of the one of the mantras that I tend to bring in, not just because it's great for the nervous system, because it also uh, clears ancestral stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it works with the back of the throat and also the lips. Mm. So it's it's called hummy hum brum hum. Mm. And so we're working at the ha, we're working at the back of the throat and the mm at the at the lips. And that's accessing the vagus nerve, which then calms the nervous system. And we're working, as I said, at the back of the throat, which vibrates up into the back of the brain, which is the old primitive part of the mm. brain. 
So it's a real simple, which and hummy hum brahm hum means we are we, we are one. So mm. it's a spiritual um, phrase. And it's and it's very simple. It's just take a nice big inhale. I just I'm gonna take a nice big inhale and I'll and I'll chant it on the exhale. Um yeah, do that for eleven minutes to see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. So I can feel that just from one repetition, the whole back of my body's just mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And and so I'm wondering if there's um like other processes or energy work that you're working with as you're doing some of this ancestral clearing like does someone and i'm kind of asking a second part question too but you know is that something that someone needs to go to you um or are there other practices they can also do at home yeah um well i i uh john newton uh who did this who again who's who founded the he's the one that trains practitioners in ancestral clearing the modality he and i and probably all his other practitioners i I don't really know about them so much but i'll give away a prayer it's a comprehensive uh, forgiveness prayer i'm happy to anybody that wants to email me i'm happy to send it along to Mm. you it's a comprehensive forgiveness prayer for ourselves and that's a very powerful tool right there that you can use also, you know, I think the long, deep breathing is really important mm-hmm. because part of the, so 80% is forgiveness and the other 20%-ish is um, presence, the ability to be present. We heal in the present moment. We can't heal in the past or the future. Mm-hmm. Most of us are referencing the past or the future. I know I was certainly as a chronic pain sufferer. I was just everywhere but here. Mm-hmm. And so that will block healing. And so I would really recommend to anybody, if they want to do something at home, learn how to stay present. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start with a, with a sitting, quiet, silent, a still meditation. That for trauma, anybody who's got unresolved trauma in the system, that they, they, they're going to want to get up and get out of there. They're not going to mm-hmm. be able to still. It's too, it's too distressing. Again, mm-hmm. you're putting them in a freeze response. Mm-hmm. That, that's, not, that's not optimal. I'll give them a moving meditation. I'll give them a meditation where they can chant or maybe they can move their fingers, but there's a little bit of movement and that mm-hmm. that's very helpful. Um, you know, that's very helpful. And you can find those up on, you can find those. Look, everybody look up Kirtan Kriya, K-I-R-T-A-N, Kriya, K-R-I-Y-A. That's usually where I start everybody. Look that up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's really yeah. very negative. A negative a negative thinking habit it's really good at helping you rewire mm-hmm. kind of move behaviors into new it's it's pretty standard it's a pretty standard one that i that i that i send people to do I, i'll teach them how to do it but you know you guys can look that up on youtube and yeah <laughs> well thank you for that the talk it's a lot about that the kriya yoga if anyone's ever read uh, autobiography of a yogi that's um we talked a lot about that that work yeah. and such a powerful process well this is this is a specific kriya within yoga it's called kirtan kriya and it's, Kurt- it's kirtan k-r-i-t-e-n kirtan kriya it's it's actually the mm. um it's the one kriya that's actually used in hospitals mm. to help um uh, patients, uh, stroke patients in recovery and patients with dementia to help them regain brain capacity. And, um, and so that it's used for that. It's, it's well-documented use for that. I use it in the recovery space and the stress management space because it really helps to clear old negative habits. Mm. I've got like a worry habit or something like that. And the ancestral clearing, I've done the ancestral clearing and, and which is very helpful. And I'll follow it up with Kirtan Kriya. Okay. And just to differentiate, that's different than Kirtan is what you were. Yes. Kirtan is, yes. Yoga is yoga singing. Yes. Kriya is, uh, it's the same spelling, but it's actually a very specific okay. um, chanted meditation that works on rewiring the brain. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Very Glad cool. you brought that up. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, 
<laughs> now, I, I also appreciate that you brought up, you know, there there are different ways to have a, a meditation or a mindfulness practice. I know for for myself, when I when I very first started meditation, it was I it had to be guided. But I had this illusion that, oh, I have to sit quietly, cross-legged, which was really painful because I also have spinal issues. And so we have these uh kind of false barriers that say, oh, I can't meditate because I can't stand the quiet or I can't, you know, sit really tall because of the pain. But I do think that there are many other options. Like I I do guided meditations, you know, I started with that and now I lead meditations as well. And I think that's good for people to really understand. It's it's not this, you know, strict uh, form of meditation that we have an image of, but that it can be invited in because awareness, especially when we're dealing with any kind of physical or emotional pain, is key. Um, and watching the thoughts drift by instead of being attached this, to the story, like you mentioned, you know, I'm not interested in the story because um, we are so much more uh, than the stories that we've created around the symptoms and diagnoses. And um, so I think that's really good for people to hear. Like there are different types of meditation that can be healing that's not silent, especially when someone's really struggling with that. So if there's like one thing like that you really want our listeners to remember about healing, what would that be? Like if you had to condense it down. The greatest healer lives within, mm. right? Doctors can mm. sit alone and <clears throat> stitch up a wound, but they can't tell the body how to heal. Absolutely. Only the body knows how to do that. That is beautiful. That's yeah. that's the thing I want everybody to walk out of here with. <laughs> Thank you. And and just one more question, you know, it's like you continued to, to do your work and this work. How do you see this supporting the larger world and, and the healing of this planet? Well, uh, you know, as I said, we're all connected in the field of consciousness. So it's like, what kind of energy am I putting out into the field? You know, am I, am I mad at the way the world's showing up? So I'm going to put that kind of energy out in the field. <laughs> or am I, am I going to kind of like find some compassion and put that out, put love out into the field? I think this is the be love. <laughs> this is so important uh, to own our space and, and as, as, as understanding that it's sacred and that we're, we are all connected. And uh, if we can take responsibility for this part of our uh, you know, part of the universe, it has an effect down into the rest of the world. Uh, don't be fooled that it, that it, that that you're insignificant because that's not true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's that that's how it affects it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are sovereign. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. What a great way to wrap up uh, this episode. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and anything you're currently working on? Oh, thank you. You can find me at my website, which is elizabeth-kipkipp.com. You have to put the little hyphen in there because elizabethkip.com is a web designer and a photographer, and she's amazing, but she's not. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Elizabeth-kipp.com. We get emails from each other all for each other all the time. <laughs> elizabeth-kipp.com. Also, you can find me you know, all over social media. And um uh, what's the other thing? Oh, um, yeah, I um, you can go up on my on my website and and uh, or my social media pages and find out what I'm up to now. I'm, I mean, there's I'm always up to something. Um, I'm teaching a a, um, a course now on with the Wellness Universe. Um, it's a donation only uh, class. It's valued. At, it's it's a it's a course. It's a value about eighteen hundred dollars. It's on um, uh, trauma recovery. Mm. It's a it's a twelve part course. We meet once a month uh, for the year, and um, as I said, it's donation only, so anybody can access it uh, if they have if they have if they have funds to support it. Great, but if you don't, that's okay. We're still you know we're still offering offering help. So that's a current project. I can give you. Well, thank you so much. We'll definitely have uh, your links in the show notes. And uh, thank you for being here with us today and sharing this space to have this beautiful conversation. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity.
And we are excited at Be The Love Podcast for our upcoming Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023. We would love to have you join us for a beautiful and vibration-raising experience. Check out the webpage with details and registration in our show notes. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends and family, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes and Spotify, or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that helps with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash Be The Love Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Are you thinking of starting a podcast this year? Or perhaps you're a seasoned podcaster and you're looking for someone to take the podcast production off your plate. If so, we are currently taking on new clients and would love to be your production partner of choice. My name is Chelsea Weaver and I am the owner of Chelsea Weaver Podcasting. I offer podcast startup packages, audio and video editing, plus show notes, graphics, and reels. So consider us a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. A little bit about me, I have over five plus years of experience in audio and video production. I am an army veteran who served in Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. I partner with other female veterans who are also experienced in podcast production and social media services. We'd love to chat with you about your podcasting and social media needs and can be reached at chelseaweaverpodcasting.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-W-E-A-V-E-R podcasting.com. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining. Thank you.